we have a change, you all. Yes, change is good, change is always. Michelle Carey's thoughts and rambles is changing to Michelle Carey's useless information. I changed the name of the podcast because that's exactly what I'm giving you. My thought, my ramble about useless information. Information that you probably wouldn't even care about on any given Sunday. Because guess what? We're all going through life on autopilot and you're sitting here listening to this podcast and I thank you for it. So why not make a name change? It better suits the branding of what it is that I'm trying to do here. So you still may see some thoughts and rambles branding and that's all good because it's all the same. But in the end, it is now useless information. And with that out of the way, let's get to the topic at hand, industry plans. Do you know what an industry plan is? Have you even heard of the term industry plant? Would you even know what an industry plant was if you saw one? Now look, I've never really thought about it until now. Why? Well, believe it or not, because I look at Dylan Mulvaney and he screams industry plant, despite the fact that he's not in the music industry, but he's like an entertainment industry plant. The term industry plant, I mean, it's been around for years. It's been around for years, but it's only recently started to gain traction in the mainstream. And the term refers to an artist who is perceived as having been created by a record label or other powerful entities in the industry, usually the music industry, rather than having come up through the ranks organically. And the term is, like I said, it's more used so in music, but it can span entertainment. But before I get into this, let's get a word from our sponsor first. Are you a book lover searching for your next captivating read? Look no further than something borrowed. Coming soon to these retailers, Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, Google Play Books, and Kobo is the newest release by Michelle Carey. Experience the thrill of a good page turner with Michelle Carey's newest novel, Something Borrowed. This riveting tale will take you on a journey through suspense, romance, and mystery, leaving you wanting more with each turn of the page. Once upon a time, in the land of love and longing, Mickey Monroe stumbled upon a mysterious creature known as Lucky. From the moment they locked eyes, Mickey knew there was something different about this charming fellow. He exuded confidence, with a sprinkle of cockiness, yet remained ever so sweet and caring. Alas, fate had other plans for Mickey's blossoming attraction towards Lucky. It turned out that this alluring Casanova was already taken, and not by just anyone, but by one of Mickey's own employees, the lovely Lorimore. But the plot thickened as a new player entered the game, the delectable Beth. Suddenly, Mickey found herself entangled in a web of desire and passion, where Lucky was the prize that everyone wanted. Enter Something borrowed a tantalizing romantic tale that will have you on the edge of your seat as you follow the twists and turns of Lucky's enthralling journey. Will he choose Laura, the devoted girlfriend? Or perhaps Mickey, the alluring newcomer? Or maybe, just maybe, the fiery Beth will win his heart. So grab a glass of wine, cozy up with a blanket, and prepare to be swept away by the irresistible charm of Lucky and his tumultuous love triangle. Intrigued. You won't be able to resist diving into this gripping story, filled with complex characters and unexpected plot twists. Whether you're a fan of drama or romance, this book has something for everyone. But don't just take our word for it. 
Critics are raving about Something Borrowed, calling it a must-read and an unforgettable journey. And now, for the first time ever, you can experience Something Borrowed like never before. So why wait? You'll be able to pre-order Something Borrowed this summer and experience the excitement for yourself. Something Borrowed will have you on the edge of your seat, as the mystery of Luke Lucky Varino is uncovered. Find out more at www.michellescarry.com. This ad is sponsored by Sunray Multimedia. The concept of industry plants has been around for decades. And it can be traced back to the early days of the music industry, like I said before. So in the 1950s and the 1960s, for example, major record labels would often create, quote unquote, manufactured groups and artists who were marketed as independent, but were actually carefully curated and managed by the label. But in the 1980s and the 1990s, the concept of industry plants, it evolved with the rise of hip hop and other urban music genres. Labels and managers would often recruit talented artists from the streets and inner cities, then packaged them and promoted them to appeal to mainstream audiences. And this led to the creation of some gangster rappers and rap groups and solo artists who were marketed as authentic and gritty, but were actually carefully crafted and managed by industry professionals. That's why you normally heard of people calling other people out when they found out that these people actually weren't from any streets, any gangs, didn't sell drugs, didn't do all the things that they rapped about in their music. But more recently, the concept of industry plants has become an even more prevalent with the rise of social media and streaming platforms. You know, labels and managers, they're some tricky folks and they're constantly on the lookout for talent, for artists who have the potential to go viral and they often recruit them to become industry plants. Believe it or not, that's just how it works these days. And they are providing them with various kinds of resources and support to help them achieve success. Now, overall, the history of the industry plant, it is closely tied to the evolution of the music industry itself, if you think about it. And as the industry has become more competitive and more commercialized, labels and managers, they've become more in tuned to creating and marketing artists who fit the vision and priorities. What is being marketed? What the narrative is? What the flow of music is? Where styles are going? And while this can be seen as a negative aspect in the industry, it's also a reflection on the creativity and the innovation, if you really think about it, that has always been a part of the entertainment business, specifically music. So one of the well most known examples of this phenomenon is a group way back in the day that I'm pretty sure that no Gen Zer probably knows about. It's called the, they're called the Monkees. They were a band, they were created by television producers in the mid-1960s to star in a sitcom with the same name. And while the Monkees were marketed, they were marketed as a real band and even went on to produce some of their own music. They were very largely a product to create 
a new like Beatles-esque kind of group and to get that whole phenomenon worked up in the United States. It also brings me back to how New Kids on the Block, how they came into being. And even in Vogue, the group, they had auditions for in Vogue and they curated that group and bought them together. It wasn't like they were friends from high school and they were trying to make it on their own. So when I think of industry plants, the first thing I thought of was Motown Records. You know, Motown's Records is a legendary record label. It was founded by Barry Gordy in 1959. And although I wouldn't say they had industry plants the same way that other labels had been accused of putting together industry plants. They did have a unique approach to artist development and management that was ahead of their time. And some have probably thought that this approach was a a precursor to the concept of industry plants because Motown was known for its artist development program. And that involved coaching. It involved training the young artists in all aspects of performance and presentation. I mean, they had practice over practice over practice. And Barry Gordy, he just believed that in order to be successful in the music industry, that these artists, they needed more than just their talent that they also needed to be able to present themselves in a compelling and professional manner. It was the Motown way. So under this model, these artists, they were often groomed and managed by a team of industry professionals. And these industry professionals, what they would do, they would help to shape the image and sound of the Motown artists. And while this approach wasn't exactly the same as creating an industry plant. It did involve a certain level of management and curation. It was very unique for the time. Like I said, it was probably a precursor to it. And despite this approach, many of the artists signed to Motown, they went on to achieve significant success and critical acclaim on their own terms because they were contributing to the music. Unlike, I think, with industry plants, maybe their contribution is not as in-depth as people think it is. And Motown, period, is celebrated today as some of the most important and influential music, musicians of many generations. I mean, from the Supremes to Stevie Wonder to Marvin Gaye, The Temptations, the Motown roster, it was filled with talented artists who has, they have always left lasting impression and impact on the music industry. So we give them their flowers. So while Motown was not known for creating industry plants in the same way that some other labels have been accused of doing, it does have a unique approach, like I said before. And it was built on the success of the talents of its artists and the ability for them to connect with the audience on a deep and meaningful level. You got to admit. But the term industry plant, 
it can be deemed derogatory because it is used to describe an artist who is seen as artificially created or promoted by the industry with not a lot of talent, but they are being pushed upon the consumer, the masses, the audience. And that is so much different than an artist who is managed and curated with professionalism and has an idea of their own style and may even write their own music. Totally different. But industry plants, they appear to be organic or grassroots. The artist is actually backed by a major label and other industry entities. There's this big push. They are often accused of being unoriginal, lacking talent, and being more interested in fame and money than in making good music. There's a common occurrence in the world of music and entertainment where you see people out there and you're like, oh my God, this artist is trash, but keep being pushed on you. And you can't figure out why that sound or that person is being pushed on you. In simple terms, these individuals, they're marketed as independent or, you know, DIY, do-it-yourself artists that they're out there struggling like everybody else. But in reality, they have a significant amount of resources and support behind them. And you don't really find that out until perhaps later or what you think is later when you think that they're getting the big deal. Now, there, I believe there are a few reasons why people might be suspicious of industry plants. One reason is that it can be difficult to believe that someone who has never struggled or worked hard could suddenly be successful. All of a sudden, somebody just pops up and they have a hit and you've never heard of them before. And you're like, I'm not understanding what's going on here. Another reason is that the industry plants often have a very polished and manufactured image, which can make them seem a tad bit inauthentic and I think that's what your innate sensibilities is really picking up on that something is not right about this because they're often you would think that they are often subject to controversy some people just not believing that they've been struggling at this for a minute because all of a sudden, you know, they have signed to this label and they've got hit after hit and they're getting Grammys. And you're like, where did this person come from? But one of the main reasons why industry plants exist is, is of course, is to capitalize on the popularity of certain music genres and trends or entertainment. And record labels and other industry entities are always on the lookout for the next big thing. Oh, my God all the time and they're willing to invest in artists who will fit the bill so they create this industry plant by you know these you know these entities they create them so they can essentially manufacture a new artist or sound which can then be marketed and sold to us the public but it doesn't feel real it doesn't feel like it's grassroots it doesn't feel like it grew from something it has an air of not being authentic. But there have been some notable cases in the music industry where artists have been accused of being industry plants, including Little Nas X. 
he gained fame in 2019 with his viral hit, Old Town Road. And while he initially he marketed himself as an independent artist, it was later revealed that he had already signed a deal with Columbia Records prior to the song's release. Hmm. There's Billie Eilish. And Billie Eilish, she's one of the biggest pop stars in the past few years. But she's also been accused of by some fans of being an industry plant. And while she initially had gained attention, I believe it was through SoundCloud, it was well known that her music is produced and managed by a team of industry professionals, if I'm not mistaken. And then there's Bad Batty. Oh my God, otherwise known as the Catch Me Outside, How About That Girl, who she had gained notoriety in 2016 for when she appeared on Dr. Phil as a troubled teenager. And then next thing you know, her name is Bad Batty and she later became this rapper and was she was also accused of being an industry plant due to her rapid rise to fame and the involvement of a management team in her career. Now, I'm not saying that you're not supposed to have a team of people around you. You are. You are supposed to have a team of people around you. But it's the money aspect because you can have a team and everybody's broken. Everybody's working towards the common good of making you uh, a better artist, a more well-known artist. But it's about that money push and you have money behind you to get you on the radio, to get your stuff streamed, to get you in areas or places where you can be seen that other artists are really trying to work it out. To try to get there. But it's worth noting that these accusations of being an injured. It is worth noting. That these accusations of being an industry plant. Are often based on speculation and rumor. And may not reflect the true nature of an artist's career. So these are just words on the street about those people. Allegedly. So ultimately, the concept of the industry plant, it is very complex and it is multifaceted and it is up to you as the individual consumer to decide how you feel about the role of marketing and branding and shaping the entertainment industry. Do you feel duped by this? Because if you think about it, the use of industry plants in the business are nothing but cash cows. This is a money thing. Never forget that. This is always about the return on investment. And it is tenfold compared to the amount of money they dish out initially. They are just trying to make their money. People, these labels, these record producers, these artists, they're trying to make money. And labels want to package the narrative to the consumer. They want to package this sound to you. And as the music industry becomes increasingly competitive and fragmented to a certain degree, there are many different genres and subcultures vying for your attention, for your dollars. It can be difficult for artists to break through and make a name for themselves. So this is why they want your attention. And sometimes you could feel duped by it because another type of industry plan is the social media influencer turned musician. And these individuals, they have, may have gained a large following on their platform like a TikTok or Instagram, and then they're recruited by the labels or other entities to become musical artists. Like all of a sudden, 
they're really into this being this musical artist. They just may have some level of talent or skill. Their primary appeal is their existing fan base, which can be leveraged to promote their music. So you're already proving your worth to the industry. And then there's also the DIY artists. These individuals, they're marketed as completely independent, completely self-made. But in reality, they have a whole dream team of industry professionals behind them. This can include songwriters, producers, social media managers, and they all work behind the scenes to create and promote the artist's image. And it gives the air as if the the DIY artist is writing their own songs, producing their own music, putting everything on social media themselves when none of that shit is happening. Now, I would say despite there's a slight controversy behind industry plans, I mean, they're not necessarily a all out bad thing because we do get some music that we like or we do get some entertainment that we like. They can help to introduce new sounds and artists to us, the public, the consumers, and it can even provide a platform for underrepresented voices and communities. You never know. However, it's important for us as consumers that we are aware of the potential for manipulation and marketing tactics behind this and to approach new artists and trends with the critical eye. Like we can like it, but just understand that this could be an industry plan. I mean, you just, you don't know. Just keep your eye on, on it. I think what bothers me the most is that industry plants are artists who were specifically selected to achieve success, often without genuinely earning it, And their selection is usually based on factors such as appearance rather than musical talent. And unfortunately, the focus on industry plants often results in missed opportunities for genuine, talented musicians who are passed over by labels in favor of these artificially created artists. I think that is what bugs me the most. So what do you think? Do you know of any artists that you think are industry plants? Do you think industry plants are bad? Will this practice continue to grow in its use? And does the industry practice hinder you from supporting the music or the entertainment that is put out? Or you really just don't care? And this is just useless information. Let me know. But as always, I'm grateful for your listenership and I thank you for being a part of now the Useless Information Podcast. Today and always, until next time, be well, stay safe, and give love. This podcast has been produced by Sunray Multimedia and Michelle Carey. Music by CreatorMix.com. The YouTube audio library and editing by Descript.